in the words of Argentina. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Clone Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us Ulysses Kane. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Say hi to the camera, dummy. Come here. Say hi to the camera. There he is. There he is. Uh, for those say, of you listening say, on say something into the your camera. typical podcast platforms, you just he's, lick the microphone. He's trying to eat the mic. All right, go away. <clears throat> You're missing the uh, first appearance of one Ulysses S. Kane. You know what the S stands for. For a second, slobbering hound. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, I apologize to to those of you out there who uh, are now going to have to listen to this podcast with me shooing away this beast of an animal that I've gotten. Uh, But I got a new uh, puppy. He's 11 weeks old. He's an English Mastiff. Uh, His dad is 260 pounds. His mom is 210 pounds. Um, And he's all suck. And yeah, he's all sucking no go. Uh, as Jermaine saw pre-show, he's he already has a fucking attitude. So, just like everyone in your life, just like everyone in my life. So today's episode, episode one sixty one, we're gonna go ahead and get into pop culture pick'em. It's top five things. Uh, oh shoot, I put you want to do in twenty twenty three on here, but that's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so it's- the actual pick track of. Pick tracker sheet has the correct title. Top five things to look forward to in 2023. Again, that's the wrong one. Top five countries without extradition. Yeah. Finally. I hey, I'm yeah. reading I'm reading real well. <laughs> I'm reading ex- yeah, yeah, you're doing your reading <laughs> is great. Um and, and we'll get into the World Cup review for this episode. Uh it's gonna be a little light in the pants like Nick, but uh no big deal. Listen, I never was a lineman. I was always a, a sissy fairy boy quarterback. So <laughs> he can't run. He's pretty slow. I have evidence from uh, from uh, last year's New oh, Year's. Oh, well, that's just ridiculous. It's you know the scouts don't even measure straight line speed anymore. It's who cares? It's like cares? what's what's on tape? What's on tape? I don't care how you performed on the combine. What, what does the tape say? And to be honest. My lateral quickness that night was, I mean, pretty amazing. Some would say uh, real zigzag worthy. Oh, yeah. My, my cuts my cuts were never better than that night. The, I, like, I like the pun. Was that the cuts you got on your knees yes. after you yeah. fucking ate <laughs> that shit? Was the, that was the cuts that I got from my body eating shit on an asphalt road. <laughs> All right. So, as I just said, top five countries – you choose without extradition. So I'm going to set the scene. You have been an intelligence operative for the National Security Agency housed out of Washington, D.C., better known as capital of the country of the United States of America, the greatest on earth. And you realize they'd be doing something shysty. So you did you hit a little bebop skedaddle USB drive quick download and outs you go you're now famous for the WikiLeaks stop me if you've heard this story before <laughs> Now you're on the run 
from the United States government, and you have to pick five countries that you would like to visit. So I'm going to go first, and my first choice is uh, the artist formerly known as West Samoa. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of countries that I could li- live with myself in this list. Uh, I'm going to go. My first pick is going to be North Korea. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Dennis so, Rodman. So so on this list is the Marshall Islands. I thought the Marshall Islands were under the were, were under U.S. control. Are they not under U.S. control? Well, that's uh, one thing you should have Googled before waiting till now to ask. I know. I just, I just saw them. Uh, okay. Uh, my first pick is going to be the Maldives. The Maldives. Oh, the tropical I... island of the Maldives. Did you not? You just went there, right? Uh, no. No. Okay. No. You're thinking about our time on Diego Garcia, which was close. No, no. Where did you go where you sent the video of you eating shit on your back? Oh, that was uh, – St. Martin. St. Martin. St. Martin. No, or St. Martin. St. Martin. That was Saint just St. Martin. Martin. That's in the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what I thought you were going with, but I'm pretty sure they extradite. They don't yeah, according them. to this list, they, they do extradite. <laughs> um. Ooh, I just thought of an interesting name. It's not on here, though. All right, so you have the Maldives. Right. And what's your next pick? Um. Oh, I should put these picks in, huh? Oof. The Maldives. Uh, I'll switch it up because I, I, I don't want to go with all island nations. There is a lot of island nations on this list. I'm going to go with Russia. If you're an enemy of the state, of America. They have to treat you pretty well. The enemy of your enemy is your friend, bro. Right. Like, it's an old ad. And look, right. if you've read The Art of War, then you know Russia is a very solid choice. Russia realistically should have been the number one choice, but I went very tropical. If you've never watched videos on Samoa and how beautiful it is, it would be such a simple way of life. Like oh, it yeah. would be fantastic. So no, don't, don't get me wrong. The tropics are number one. Hence why you <laughs> went Samoa. I went Maldives. Like I'm not living in cold ass Russia, but I'm just saying number two to be in an actual like first world country. And to be and and to be embraced by people that that despise the country you're running from, <laughs> like you don't hear Snowden complaining. He's not like, oh my ma- my Moscow apartment is so bad. <laughs> it's so, probably because he's getting sponsored by Russia, <laughs> right? And that's what I want. That's what I want. If I'm running from the U.S., I want to be sponsored. All right. So the next country I'm going to take is going to be uh, Nepal. That's a good one. I'm going to live in the mountains. What does the U.S. have against Nepal? Like, what does Nepal have against the U.S.? China, maybe? Chinese influence? It doesn't mean they have anything against them. It just means they don't send them the fuck out there. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, dude. Like, picturesque, beautiful, pagoda-style houses in a snowy mountain backdrop like you can't go wrong bro i'm about to climb everest right you better believe it and then my very next pick 
Going back to the islands, baby. Give me Indonesia. That's good. That's a good pick. That's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to go. Did you just fall off the couch? Uh, I'm going to go. No, I'm uh, sitting in my chair. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like I did. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at this list. I'm going to go. Oh, so many good, so many good choices. You know what? I, I'm I'm gonna go Serbia. I Serbia. Like Serbia is a pretty good pick. Okay. And then I'm going back to enemy of the state. <laughs> I'm going to China, right? <laughs> I would never go to China. Fuck that, bro. I'm just play. I'm just playing this card of like. I'm I'd be, be I'd, like royalty. I'd rather be in a U.S. prison than fucking China, bro. Well, I love Chinese food, right? It can't be that different. It's just called food there. Oh, right. Sorry, I'll have to learn that when our when our uh, Mandarin overlords take over. Um, sorry, my older brother texts me. Family takes priority, you know. Of course. So, so let me just you know recap the last two you picked. So you had um. China was the last one, uh-huh. and, and you took Serbia. Serbia, man, got a lot of cold countries here, brother. Yep. So, I'm looking at the list, and there's any number of ways I can go right now. Right. Right. Some of them I'm I'm shocked you haven't taken. Right. The Vatican just cracks me up that it's. On I there. just I just love that. <laughs> like I don't want the Vatican. Right. <laughs> so I not go, I don't want to go there, but it just cracks me up that it's on there. So I'm actually going to go I'm going to go tie this in cuz this is a professional podcast. Right? I'm going to take Morocco. Yeah, it's it's a great pick. Shout out semifinalist. Great food, picturesque country, just a hop skip and a jump away from Spain. I'm pretty sure I can get in without checking my passport and then dip out again. Um, yeah, so I'm going Morocco and then for my last and final pick, oh dude, there's just so many options here, bro. (laughs) There's so many options. So many, so many, so many, let me, let me pick a good foot footballing country, you know, well, relatively good because none of the good ones are on here. Right. Senegal. That's, that's what I was about to pick. (laughs) Get out of my head. I'm going to take Senegal and I'm going to coach Mane to the World Cup. Hell yeah. And, and make him not get injured. All right. <laughs> I, I have a little bit of a conundrum right now. Do All I right. go tropical or do I stay in a place that I've always wanted to visit in Europe, which I think is just Greece light? Macedonia? Yeah. At Macedonia, I, I had it on okay. my list, and I, I, I would, think, so you got to go Macedonia. I think I'm going to go Macedonia. Just just the the blend of history and culture that's in Macedonia. Uh, maybe. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They, it, people may tell me, like, oh, Macedonia is awful. But, I mean, I've never been, but so let's see. Macedonia most commonly refers to North Macedonia, right. a country in southeastern Europe. Known until 2019 as the Republic of Macedonia, right? Yeah. Macedonia, the ancient kingdom, of was a kingdom, the Great. a kingdom in great Greek antiquity. Uh-huh. Uh, Macedonia, Greece, a traditional graphic geographic region spanning three administrative divisions of northern Greece. So, anytime you can get, you know, you can waste away in the Balkans, right? 
I don't really see an issue with that. So I think Mas- there's so I think North Macedonia is its own place, right? So and then Macedonia is its own place. Well, I th- well, I, I think so. What you're thinking of is I think Macedonia is called North Ma- they call themselves North Macedonia now. The United States, because they don't recognize Macedonia, call it the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. Okay, so I I went to Wikipedia. Okay, shout Am out I Wikipedia. Wrong? I just don't. I just donated them ten dollars because I use them so much in a year. Right. Um. So here's here is what it is. Macedonia is a geographical and historical region of the Balkan Peninsula in Southeast Europe. Right. The boundaries have changed over time. Today, the region is considered to include parts of six Balkan countries. It is Greece, North Macedonia, Bulgaria, Albania, Serbia, and Kosovo. So, oh, so I'm picking. I'm picking two two Balkans. So you picked. So on this country, it just says Macedonia. On this list. So I guess you can reside in any one of those six little slivers of of Macedonia. But for posterity, I'll put North Macedonia. Okay, well, just say I want to live in Yugoslavia. <laughs> I want to live in the former Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Just a fun name to say. I actually thought you were going to go uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Isn't that former Yugoslavia as well? That's why I thought you were going to go that way. Uh, yeah, I just, can I just put Yugoslavia and then that claims Serbia, <laughs> I, Macedonia, I, Bosnia? I put North Macedonia slash Yugoslavia already. Okay. Now Kosovo's I on that list. Uh, Bosnia some, and Herzegovina. Let me look some ones, some some interesting ones. Uh, some honorable mentions: Afghanistan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, Bahrain, which is really interesting. Uh, Cameroon, Cape Verde, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Djibouti, don't ever go there. The Ivory Coast, you missed that one. The Ivory Coast, Kuwait, Lebanon, Kosovo, Madagascar, the Marshall Islands, Micronesia. Micronesia is so big, like the fact that... Right. They'll That's never find crazy. Me, right? They'll never find me. I'm just gonna go live on a friggin' island. I'm gonna go live on Yap. <laughs> uh, Montenegro, Mongolia. Jermaine already said Morocco. Um, Myanmar. I almost picked Mongolia like five different times. <laughs> Mongolia is like it's such like a, a a slept on like Mongolia is like a real developed country. It's got a dope like history. There's there's a vast range of you know tropospheres pretty much like you can find deserts you can find mountains you can find all that shit like and then maybe one day they'll rise up and and defeat the Great Wall of China again. Yeah, well, I mean, we can only hope. That's our only <laughs> hope at this point is for the Mongols to take their the the Mongols to take their rightful place on the throne. Yeah, he's. Sorry, my brother and I are talking about Christmas gifts, and so I got my little brother a, fu- a skateboard, and uh-huh. uh, he was like, "Dang, I was gonna get him that," 
And I just laughed. I was like, I was like, get him a helmet. He's gonna need it. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. hundred percent. All right, read the read the countries back to us, Jermaine. Oh man. Slander, my little brother. All right, so I took Samoa, Nepal, Indonesia, Morocco, and Senegal. Very diverse climates, different atmospheres. You'll never know where I am. You'll have to play where in the world is Jermaine Antonio Colomendez, Diego. Uh, and then Nick has the Maldives, Russia, Serbia, China, and bordering Serbia slightly, North Macedonia <laughs> slash Yugoslavia. Like how you just pick that one? You just pick that one little area anywhere here, anywhere that. That does it extra. Right I now. love Europe, and I guess it was the only Europe I got, so I'm gonna take it. Are these are these countries that Germany did not conquer? Uh, I think they had a little bit of issue in Yugoslavia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they had a partisan uprising that they uh, that they didn't really like in Yugoslavia. So this this list just makes me want to Google a lot of the countries I just don't know about, like Oman. Right. I bet I bet you Oman has. I shocked you didn't take enemy of the state Iran, bro. Yo, dude, Oman gets hella pissed when you go into their territorial waters. That's all that I know. <laughs> all right, so Oman. Let's see. And sometimes at like different points, even if you have like permission to be in their territorial waters, they'll get pissed at you. <laughs> Sounds like my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, Oman, officially the Sultanate of Oman. What a great, what a great name. Makes me want to go there. And yo, yo, the Middle East is the is just goaded for naming countries. For sure, bro. Yeah, so southeastern coast of the Arabian Peninsula. I just, I bet you it's hotter than hell there, though. Well, but that's all Middle Eastern countries, no? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much true. They 88... should have the World Cup there. <laughs> Eighty-eight point nine percent Islam. Do I have to convert? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, I want to go. Oh shit! I clicked on images, and Oman makes me go. Oman. Is there a couple of babes? No, no. Pull What's up, it? pull up. Do, do a little screen share here. Oh yeah, I can do that, huh? Let's see. Present. Oh, share screen. Give the give the give the the people what they want. Here we go. We'll go here. Boom. Can you see it? Yeah. I mean, that is gorgeous. Oman, the U.S. Department of State. <laughs> Where does it say that? Uh, second row on the left. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Look State at this Department. city built into the valley like that, dude. Yeah, imagine fighting there. <laughs> Yeah, but you, if you were assaulting that place, you would easily win that. You have if the you high. Were... You have the high ground. I have the high ground. You come, yeah, fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I'm cutting all their legs off, bro. All right, now, yeah. now, oh, the... dude, dude, Mus Muscat is supposed to be really nice. Is Muscat in Oman? Yeah, it's the capital of Oman, I believe. Damn, I should have picked Oman. The one everyone wants to know. <laughs> Oman women. Yo, your boy Skinny P wants to uh wants to rear. Oh, dude, right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. I'm in, bro. I'm in. All she needs is a little moisturizer. 
<laughs> so we got yeah honorable mention oman oh i forgot i'm sharing my screen i went i went back so let's see i'll show the i'll show the list real quick of of <laughs> dude first of all the fact that this website is called internationalman.com is hysterical right um yeah and then the the biggest one that we missed uh was qatar and because this is a professional podcast let's move on to talking about qatar a little bit more jermaine absolutely so as nick alluded to uh this is a professional podcast qatar hosted a little event some of you may never have heard of it um it spanned the course of let's see what 30 days pretty much yeah roughly uh called the world cup and it's it's I mean, it's it's the it's the world's game. That's what the World Cup is, right? Soccer is the most popular sport in the world, and there was, you know, a final that took place on Sunday. France competed against Argentina for the richest prize in all of sports, and I'll just paint the picture. Usman Dembele fouls Lionel Messi. Very early in the game, in the box. I would say 20-something minute mark. Nick will look that up for me. And Pessy, Pessy, Messi, Pessy, because all he does is score penalties and everyone just sucks his dick. We'll get into that later. Uh, Messi scores the penalty and puts his country on top. 1-0. France is currently overrun in the midfield. They cannot get out of their own defensive 20th, third. 23rd minute, Jermaine. 23rd. I was off by three minutes. They cannot get out of their defensive third. Giroud has been exposed. Mbappe doesn't defend, similar to Lionel Messi. You know, obviously, when you're that great on offense, you don't have to defend. See James Harden. See, see uh, who am I looking for? I guess James Harden's the perfect example there. Uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo. Um, and... France finally starts making some leeway. Boom, turnover. Two quick passes deletes the entire French defense. Argentina's off to the races. Counterattack. Beautiful through ball to Angel Di Maria streaming down the left side. And he nets it. And arguably, Hugo Lloris should have blocked this shot. Did you see the, the... Replay of the from behind him, the ball barely went over his hip. Right, barely went over his hip, it's and one of those, it. it's one of those ones that you that you kind of kick yourself for. I would feel like as a goalie. And France is down 2-0. and the whole time I'm complaining in the soccer group chat that Didier Deschamps needs to get his thumb out of his ass and make some substitutions. And now it's too late. We're down two nil. He didn't make substitutions. Now, for those of you who are uninitiated in the sport, substituting in the 26th minute and the 30th minute is wildly frowned upon. It's but if you were good. if you were watching this game, it was the only answer. It was the only answer. It was so bad that Didier Deschamps decided to double switch to double switch, can you give me the minute that the substitutions happen? Yes. I believe it's 38th or 40th. 
Uh, doubles swapped. He removed... 40, 41st. 41st. Another three minutes off. Uh, <laughs> he removed Olivier Giroud, right? The, yep. the third place goal scorer for the Golden Boot at the World Cup. And he removed Usman Dembele, who was a non-factor, couldn't even get the ball, and he gave up the penalty. He brought in Kulumani and Thuram, son of legendary Thuram. And the game shifts. You can feel France is kind of getting back into it, right? Mbappe moves to the center center of the field. Thuram starts closing down the side the side wings. Uh, Kulumani starts closing down the other side wings, and France gets back into the game. France starts the second half, giving up a pretty dangerous shot to Argentina. Yeah. But from there, the defending champs found that stroke, right? And sure enough, in the span of 90 seconds, Kylian Mbappe explodes into the game, nets a penalty, and then nets a gorgeous volley. That ball, he struck it coming down. The ball was just falling. He struck it just barely off the ground. Top right corner. No chance for Emiliano Martinez to get this save. Boom! 2-2. Tie fucking game. The crowd is going crazy. France is back in this. And is Messi going to lose the World Cup again? I think they said 33 seconds between the goals. Unreal. Kylian Mbappe, take a bow, young man. Take a bow. That was insane. Nick, can you find Kylian Mbappe's total goal scored across the two World Cups for me? Across, I know we, uh, across the two World Cups? Yeah, in, in yeah. his whole World Cup career. I know we had a debate about this. We couldn't narrow it down if it was 12 or 13. If he scored eight this World Cup, which everyone keeps saying, it would be 13. But I seem to keep seeing everywhere that people are saying he has 12. So, um, game on, right? Game on. They didn't score until the 80th minute, if I'm if I'm correct. Uh, if you 81st. look at it. 81st minute. That was the first goal. And we have eight minutes of stoppage time. From the 81st minute to the end of stoppage time, it was two world-class teams two obviously the best teams in the world at present time going back and forth completely endangering the defensive side he has scored 12 at the world cup see that doesn't make sense if he scored five in the first one and eight in the, in the second one it, my math would put that at 13 so he scored four in the first one okay I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I I remember him having five. That's why. I, whatever. We won the World Cup. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um. So then we go into extra time. If you listen to this podcast, one of the bets we advised everyone to make was to bet the draw. No, nobody saw it going three three, but you're welcome. To bet extra time, obviously. So if you bet extra time, you bet the draw. And then to bet whoever you wanted to win in penalties. So here we are. As I alluded to, nobody saw it going 3-3. Extra time starts 2-2. Two, two. 
and similar to the battle fought in the first half, Argentina is dominating the first extra time. Doesn't net the goal. Can you tell me the third goal, the Messi's second goal when when that was scored? I believe it was in the 108. So it was in the second. So Messi scores in the second half of extra time. And France has 12 minutes plus stoppage time to get the equalizer. And the crowd's going crazy. Who, Who else but the captain of Argentina? Many argue he is the GOAT to net the deciding factored goal 3-2. And Kylian Mbappe says, hold my beer. Obvious handball in the box. And France gets another penalty. Mbappe from the spot to the same side he shot before. Boom. Tie fucking game. To end... Stoppage time. Kylian Mbappe dribbles through a fleet of defenders and is inside the box and could not get a shot on goal. If he would have made that goal, that moment would have been so historic. I was ready for it. I thought he was... I was watching him dribble through. Nobody could stop this man. Nobody was fouling him. No, nothing. There was nothing going on. Mbappe was through everybody and could not get a good shot off. We go to penalties. Chouamini and... Coleman. And Coleman both missed penalties for France. Uh, Montiel hits the deciding penalty for... Argentina to win 4-2. Emilio Martinez continues to build this legacy of a wonderful penalty shootout goalie. I don't like him still. Now, never mind the fact that Mbappe scored two penalties during the game. I guess we only want to talk about his penalty saving prowess when it's in in penalty shootouts. Uh, Nobody likes him. This Argentina team is incredibly dislikable. Uh, they all, they lack class and respect that you expect from football teams. Now that does not take away from the fact that they played a hellacious 120 plus minutes. Um, I mean, if you, if we added up stoppage time, we're, we're encroaching on 150 plus. Right. And Argentina was able to get it done. Messi now has his world cup. And the rest is history. We still have not had defending World Cup. Or sorry, we still have not had repeat champions since. And we talked about this. 1962. 1962. I always say the 60s. I just can't remember the name. Um, And Messi has officially extinguished the flame that is Cristiano Ronaldo in the GOAT conversation. And he's added the final piece to his trophy chest and honestly i'm more happy for angel di maria than i am for messi i just i love how everyone loves to talk about messi and they all and everyone you know how everyone's so biased when they paint these narratives well the the the, i don't know if i mentioned this to you guys i mentioned it to some friends i was watching the game with any argentina highlight you saw this world cup whether or not messi scored the goal 
would have the tagline Messi in it. Yeah. Like when Alvarez scored, it was like Messi demolishes defender. Argentina scores goal. It's like, well, hold on. Why are you not giving credit to the dude that scores the goal? Yeah, exactly. So does Messi get credit for Alvarez's lucky skill goal where he kicks it off his shin where Messi didn't even touch the ball? Probably not. That was probably luck. Yeah, it was the luck. The papers man. probably said that was luck. Yeah, Messi Messi draw- say the papers. <laughs> Messi draws defense. Right. Uh, Alvarez <laughs> streaks to goal and scores. There right. we go. That's how they right. framed it. Right. Messi Messi constant target of defense. So I I always find it comical how people can, it will spin these narratives, right? And it's like what was the latest shenanigans that I just sent, right? It's um Maradona uh, never won a Copa America. Pella never played in Europe. Uh, probably because Europe was racist at the time. Uh, Ronaldo never won the UCL, right? Brazilian Ronaldo. And, and Chris- who gives a fuck if Pele didn't play in Europe in the 60s? Nottingham Forest was winning Champions League <laughs> in the 60s. Like, the, get fucked. The Blackburn Rovers <laughs> were right. relevant. Fuck I, off. I, I think that nineteen uh, the 1962... or. Uh, Sorry, 1862 Munich was a better team than Bayern Munich when Pele was going to play in Europe. So, yeah, miss me. Cristiano never won the World Cup. All right, fair enough, right? But Messi never played in the Premier League, right? Never left the comforts of Barcelona. No, he did to go to the comforts of PSG. Nobody counts Liga Un. Come on now. Get, get out of here. We're not counting that bullshit. But it's just, it it amazes me the narrative that they paint, right? So, uh, first of all, apologies to Shuamini and Coman. Um, despite what every American believes, the rest of the world is equally, if not more, racist than America. Um, and it's blatantly obvious when you hear about all these fans and their racist shenanigans should a player blow it. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. They aren't the only people who are going to miss penalty kicks. Won't be the first. Won't be the last. Um, but I it think, was... I, I think it was pretty ironic, though, that Bayern Munich came out in total support of Kingsley Coman, and that's fine. But Bayern, the Bavarian giant supporting... The German Football Association, a football association that has basically banned Mosette Ozil from doing anything in the country. Right, exactly. So, uh, Gungadon uh, got racist abuse from Germany. Um, Mezut Ozil, the same thing. Uh, Miktarin played for Germany, correct? Maybe. Or I know. Is, or I know. Is he Belgium? I know, I know Sammy Kadira faced a lot of... Kadira, Boateng. Yeah, Boateng, yeah. Boateng, my goodness. The guy won a World Cup and people hate him. Let's They ignore the fact that he played great during that World Cup, too. Well, I, well, I hate him. Not because he's black, but because he's an <laughs> awful defender. Now? Yeah, now. Now, now that he's old. But he had when one he, good World Cup. Oh, yeah. How dare he? <laughs> How dare he have one good world You don't world get cup? my sympathy because you had one good world cup. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, insert Mario Goltza. The yeah, guy why is... Was he, why was he on this team? The guy has done nothing 
ever since score one goal and you praise you laud that man you throw yourself at his feet <laughs> i love him he's <laughs> he can have my heart whatever he wants you see what i mean people are fickle fans are fickle he's white <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the emotion of the sport right people forget that fans is short for fanatic right and if you look up fanatic and fanatical right Please read, understand suffixes, understand words shortened, understand country of origin. Please educate yourself. They are maniacs. That's what they are. And in soccer, they call them ultras. If you think ultras for club teams are crazy, see ultras for World Cup teams. Right. Now, I have a question for you, Nick. First of all, I'm pretty sure we already said it. Let me just congratulations to Argentina one more time for winning the World Cup. Hell of an impressive run. Awesome to see. Where does this game rank in the Parthenon of greatest games you've ever seen? Is it Parthenon or Pantheon? Pantheon. What the fuck's a Parthenon? Parthenon is the thing in Greece. <laughs> it's not the Pantheon? No, so that's, those... the, that's the Parthenon. The Parthenon is the thing in Greece. That's the like museum with the white columns and shit. Are, are yeah, we? Yeah, sure? I mean, yeah, that's the Temple to Zeus. Yeah, the that's, Parthenon is the Temple to the, Zeus. That's the Parthenon. Is the Temple to Zeus? Yeah, in Athens, Greece. Yo, the pan. Are, the are you pan sharing? Share your yeah, dude. The Pantheon, yeah, exactly. Tangent time, rabbit hole. Yeah, rabbit hole time. Uh, no, I don't have it pulled up on my screen. That's just up here. That's just big brain energy. Um, the, the let's Parthenon. see. Parthenon, yeah, the Parthenon. Parthenon. It is. It is in Greece, Athens. Mm -hmm. It's a former temple to Zeus, right? I'm trying to find that. If Hercules taught me anything, <laughs> I thought he went zero to hero, bro. He did, yeah. Let's see. I'm not seeing who's the, who it's for. It it replaced an older temple in Athena, which historians call pre-Parthenon or older Parthenon. Wow, way to go out on a limb. Oh, <laughs> maybe the temple of Zeus is different. Yeah, that's what I was I was trying to say. I was like, I wanted to give you the win, but I think you were wrong. Yeah, the Parthenon is dedicated to the goddess Athena. Oops. Well, win some, you lose some, I guess. I mean, you were close. So, yeah. what, so what was I trying to say? Pantheon? The Pantheon. So you asked me, where does this game rank in games? Are we talking soccer games or just any game? Any game that you have ever seen or watched retroactively or read fondly about or or have delved into the historical significance considering that none of these teams are my teams or i cared about any of these teams this has to be a top five game i've ever seen okay of teams i don't care about because obviously i can say it's not you know it's not top five of games I of, of teams that I've watched or teams that I love. 
Like, uh, I, how, how about this? Not just you, like in the scale of competition, right? So let me give some of the examples that my friends gave me. So before we get any further, I said this is the greatest game ever in the history of games because this was the World Cup. It was every country. Eight out of ten French citizens tuned in to watch this this event eight out of ten like think about the millions and millions of people that tuned millions. In. <laughs> yeah right shout out the rock uh r.i.p black adam <laughs> that tuned into this game for right for four billion people right exactly it was the second most watched soccer event in history bro what was the most? I didn't read that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw the headline. I'm pretty sure I have it saved in my phone. I haven't gotten back to read it because I have a life and I've been dumb busy the last fucking just all of December. I can't wait to fucking take a break. Um, But yeah, so I said it's the best. It was the world's game. They tried to tell me Texas versus USC, the college football championship. I was like, I was like, I, I love that game. And the story it told with the two Heisman winners, they were going for the third national championship. Vince Young gets snubbed. Texas comebacks and win that ridiculous barn burner of a game. Uh, they said the Warriors, the LeBron coming back on the Warriors 3-1, uh, 28-3, miracle on ice. Like, I'm like, dude. None of these hold a candle to it because this was the world. Uh, the like, 2010 World Cup final apparently is the most watched football game. Uh, one of the most watched. And that was Spain versus? Uh, that was Spain and the Netherlands, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, the Netherlands just can't catch a break, no. dude. No. So, like, like, in the context of everything, like, this – this meant more to more people and was bigger to more instances. It was the defending champs seeking the first repeat World Cup winner since 1962. It was Lionel Messi seeking the one trophy that has eluded himself. It was LeBron versus Kobe that we never got in the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? Like, Messi versus Mbappe was a true passing of the torch moment. Apparently, the 2010 World Cup, FIFA World Cup final was the most watched. Yeah, you just said that. Yeah. Well, but now I just looked it up. Oh, okay. Officially. I just, the stakes, the gravitas, this matchup. Yeah, we could talk about whether or not FIFA fixed this final. I say yes. (laughs) But can you think of anything that big, that impactful? In, as far as sports goes, I I I don't I think that you have a very valid point that there that I, I saw something that enraged me yesterday, <laughs> and it compared it compared oh what did it it compared an Argentinian moment to LeBron's block in the finals. Oh, it was Emilio Mano, Emiliano Martinez oh, last save. second block on 
Kulamani. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It compared it's... that to the block, and I said no. LeBron could could have saved, could have blocked that shot, turned around, put the ball between his butt cheeks, and, made it disappear, and <laughs> made it disappear, and then thrown it up into the basket. And I would still watch that save four hundred times over. That yeah. save was the most impressive save I think I've ever seen. One hundred percent. That that save <laughs> yeah, saved right. a country, right. cemented a goat, added a third star to a jersey, sent five million Argentinas into a frenzy at the parade today, where they had to helicopter out the Argentina national team because fans were literally jumping off bridges to get onto the bus with the team. Fans are crowding Messi's home where he has to have police security to get his car through his motorized (laughs) gate. There are literal videos of people opening up their balcony doors in Buenos Aires and recording a city vibrating vibrating the energy was something else it was truly unreal it meant something to the millions and millions of that country how can you tell me that this is not the greatest game this is the greatest game have you seen the video of this the cyclist riding down the riding down the uh the road in buenos aires when uh it was Argentina kicked to win it, right? So he has his phone out and he's like riding down one of the streets in Buenos Aires when the when the Argentinian dude is about to kick to win, and you just hear silence, and then you just hear like the place explode. It goes from like silence to like it just explodes in a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I I think I think I think I'm proving my own point here because I can't think of another game. That's that. That's as that was better than this. I mean, like you, you got to think like from the absolute domination. You went over it in the review from the absolute domination that was the first half of Argentina, right? You look like you're like, oh my god, Messi has this in the bag, and then in 33 seconds, it changes hands and it's two two. And then you're like, oh, now Argentina's on the back. And then Argentina scores one. And you're like, oh, God, well, there's no way France can recover now. Ten minutes later, France scores one. Then the save. Then the penalty kicks. Like, it it made me feel emotions of teams that I don't care about. And really, I wanted neither team to win. So, I mean, that's, that's good in and of itself. And that that's what I was trying to ex- explain. I, I stopped arguing. I'm not I'm not here to belittle people's experiences with other games. And I'm not saying other games weren't amazing. I'm not saying it doesn't make you feel like that USC Texas game I love. Speaking of, I mean I'm literally wearing the goddamn Texas hat. That my team is France and France lost. And I'm sitting here saying this is the greatest game ever. It's a yeah, yeah. I mean, like we 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 put so much stock in the seven-one drubbing that Germany put on Brazil in two thousand fourteen. Yeah, that's still one of the greatest matches I've watched to this day. 
The the only the only it's funny. The only games that I can say that have like that, that have truly lived up to like my like, like truly I can think of in my head. One of them is one of them is this last year when the Abs won. That was that was I mean it, that's because it's just the Abs winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and that's but for you, you know? For me, but I, I, well, I, the point that I'm trying to get to is that, like, if I think of games that have defined, like, greatest games of my, like, childhood or my life, the two that came to mind were soccer games, right? 2012-2013, Bayern wins the Champions League over Dortmund. And, and 2014-2014, Germany wins the World Cup final. Like that, like instantly. If I thought of greatest games in my life, those two games came to. Now it's probably because we're talking about soccer. And you just watched an entire and World I just Cup. Watched an entire World Cup, but like, yeah. I mean, I as listen. This is this is very well known. Anyone who knows me and has listened to this podcast for long enough knows that. Maybe I maybe I remember those memories because my memories are so few and far between good ones when it comes to sports. I mean, you had that awesome season with the Panthers. You just didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but it did because it ended. But it's not good because it ended in failure. <laughs> how is how is how is being second place of thirty two teams a failure? It's just a failure. How is winning the entire North? Northern Football Conference. What does NFC stand for? Yeah, you got it. All right. Na- no, sorry, National. National. Yeah, I was saying completely. I was thinking North Macedonia still. <laughs> National Football Conference. How is that considered losing? See, this is what I don't understand with fans just in general. But nobody re- remembers second place. Right. All right, so, so I got a question for you now. All right. Other than Morocco. Well, actually, I, you, I, I won't take that away from you. Give me the team that surprised you the most, both negatively and positively, and the player that, surpri- that surprised you the most. And it can either be negative or positive. Um, Player that surprised me the most uh, didn't reveal himself until the World Cup final. Actually, in the semifinal as well. But... Um, no, I don't know if I want to go with him. <sighs> Let me see. Player that surprised me the most. Well, first of all, I'm, I'll go with team. I'll go with the team that surprised me the most, uh, and that's none other than the United States men national team, right? Uh, much maligned history um, just in the World Cup. For a country the size that we are, we don't necessarily present ourselves as well as we should. Now, many argue it's because most of our assets and resources are in the sports that generate tons and tons of revenue in this country. And I'd say, yes, that's a fair point. Um, Soccer does not easily present itself to lesser, uh, more, you know, not as affluent families. So you definitely need to be able to pay to be in soccer. So we're not picking the cream of the crop. United States needs to look very diligently into an academy-style system, very much so like that these top European clubs 
have see Messi at Barcelona. Uh, but there were questions about this U.S. men's national team. Now, you know, we could talk all we want about Greg Berhalter, and I've exhausted my, my limits on that. But they didn't lose a game in the group stage. They played England to a 0-0 draw. And they, in that Netherlands game, despite the lopsided score, right, despite the lopsided score, U.S. played well in that game. If it weren't for the midfield making two critical errors on back passes, that's a very different game. And if Pulisic nets that very first opportunity, we're talking about a different Netherlands-U.S. game. Right. So... I was very impressed with what I saw from the U.S. men's national team. And let's not forget that the United States men's national team was the youngest team at the World Cup. I actually have the stat here. Let me pull that up for you guys real quick. 24 and a half. 24 and a half is the average age of the United States men's national team. I just... I. I hate thinking this, right? Because it's because it does no good. But I think the U.S. men's national team won, in spite of Bearhalter. Uh yeah, I agree with that. Like, imagine this team with Jurgen Klinsmann. Imagine this team with Bob Bradley. Yeah, my problem with Greg Berhalter was the selections he made completely you know, changed from qualifying. We took three forwards. We took three <laughs> forwards into the World Cup and struggled to score goals. Well, no fucking shit, Greg. <laughs> you had fucking players playing out of position for the forward who had no business being there. Why is Pulisic dribbling? Why are you giving the ball, the ball to Pulisic and letting him dribble? I think Pulisic's best position is a poacher. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. Oh, I agree with that 100%. You put him in a poacher role and he will dominate. I don't agree with that. I think he's much better facilitator than it. he is a false nine if you ask me. If you if you ask me. And then most disappointing team, most disappointing team, I'm going with Belgium. Now, yes, I've been carrying the burden of this cross for 10 years because I hate this Belgium team for whatever reason. I can't explain to you why I have such disdain for this Belgium team, but I'm constantly reminded about golden generations. That's something that soccer loves to talk about. It's when you come up with these all world players at the same time, and therefore you should naturally just win a world cup. And Belgium opposite of the U S was the oldest team at the World Cup, 29.7 years old. And Roberto Martinez, I believe Roberto is his first name, um, made an error picking the guys that got him to the semis, you know, last, last World Cup. You can't just pick the guys who got you there. You've got to reevaluate talent. You have to be honest with yourself. If they're not informed, you can't bring them. You brought Romelu Lukaku, 
and he literally missed easy goal after easy goal after easy goal in a game that decided your World Cup fate. So, hey, that's that's you you cut you cut your pie. That's what you got to take. So Belgium is the most disappointing. This will be one of the most talented teams to do nothing of consequence, in my opinion. In my opinion, every, like like I said, nobody remembers second place, so nobody cares that you got to the semifinals unless you're a small African country like Morocco. Now, what two teams do you do you consider in this? My most surprising is Croatia. Right, <laughs> continuously slandered. I think everyone thought that Croatia was just going to go home. Croatia was just going to go home. They were going to take their, as you alluded to, golden generation of Madras, Perisic, that goalie they have, <laughs> who made the most saves in the World Cup. Liko- Likovic. Right. Likovic, yeah. Dragovic and Milanovic and... Perisic and Kovacic, Rakitic didn't play at this World Cup. Right. Um, I mean, they, they subbed in in that that semifinal versus Argentina. Uh, sorry, the, the third place game. They they played a lot of their younger cats, and the younger cats uh, showed out. I actually think Croatia might be onto something. They might have some talent coming this next World Cup. I don't know right. if it's if it's another semifinals run, but. Right. I, I'm just saying, though, after the second place run in 2018, people were like, oh, that's just Croatia got lucky. They won a couple of penalty shootouts, but anybody can win those. And I, I'm glad to see Croatia come back, prove the doubters wrong, and move forward. Um, my biggest disappointment, I'm going to give you two. Ooh. You give me oh I know one. Never mind. Why did I ask this question? Oh, I don't I that team is dead to me. Um <laughs> all right, well obvi- okay, well obviously if you guys listen to the podcast, I was disappointed in Germany. That was not one of my two teams. Really? Okay. No, not one of my two teams. Uh England. I'm disappointed in England. This is not how you should have gone out of the World Cup. And if you and England has already announced they're keeping Southgate on for the Euros, what a terrible decision! Really, they've announced that. They've announced that already. He will stay on and pass the Euros, or until at least the Euros. Wow. Uh, and my second disappointment is Portugal. You can blame the ref as much as you want. You can do this. You can do that. You didn't play your best player for 140 minutes. The best, not your just best player, one of the best players in the world. Who regardless of whether he doesn't play defense or he demands that the ball be ran or the offense be ran through him is really good at doing that. And can get you a lot of goals doing that. And they moved off it. All because of some feud between him and the coach. Put that shit away, dude. It's the World Cup. Put your best 11 players on the field and play football. If you watched that game, 
the the difference in Portugal's attack from the first fifty one minutes to the last forty and and change was so astronomically different. It breaks my brain that people legitimately said Portugal was better without Cristiano Ronaldo. And don't tell and don't tell me that. Oh, because Portugal scored six goals, that's why they're better. They beat a Korea team that shouldn't have even qualified. No, it was Switzerland. Was it Switzerland? Oh, Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland played one of the worst soccer games I've ever watched. And nobody wants to talk about them just playing bad soccer. They want to talk about how Portugal was good. And that is not what happened in that game. Switzerland was woefully unprepared, as Switzerland usually is after a group stage. We, We said it. We told you guys. Switzerland does not advance. Unreal. They're not good at it. So most most surprising player, most surprising player for me. I'm gonna go with uh, two players, Tyler Adams for the U.S. men's national team. I was all about him being the captain. I did not see him doing what he did, continuously making gigantic play after gigantic play after gigantic play for the U.S. men's national team was wild. If there was a break for the other team and somebody needed to get to that ball and stop the opposing team. It was always fucking Tyler Adams. Always. I thought it was phenomenal. Love to see it. He had a disappointing showing against Netherlands by not being there to sweep the ball out of the box, but such is life on counterattacks. Um, and next the 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 player that popped the most to me that I had no clue who they were was Musiala. So Musiala for Germany, no clue who that kid was, but every time he touched the rock and did something on the pitch, wow, was he electric. I was I legitimately looked at him and said, "Okay, this kid's going to be a star." Now, maybe I'm wrong. I won't know, but I was very much impressed. I, I, I think that's the issue, right? Because obviously I'm very familiar with Musiala. He's he's a Bayern cat. But that's the problem. He doesn't play that much at Bayern. So, you, you, you I mean, you would hear the whispers. You hear whispers around Bayern that he's the next, you know, Robin. He's the next Ribery. And at the World Cup, it's it's very it's very exciting to be both a Germany fan and a Bayern fan, and to see what he can do. I, you know, I'll take the chalk here, like I like to do. Killing Mbappe, we talked twelve goals. The man's twenty three. If you were told him before the final started that he's going to score a hat trick in the final and his team's going to lose, he would have laughed at you. He would have laughed at you, right? Any every anyone would have laughed at me. If I would have said Kylian Mbappe scores a hat trick and they lose, the, the the dudes the dudes on another planet. Yeah. So for Mbappe, right? This is this is one of the stats that I'll, I'll read through here. Uh, while he's electric with the ball, right? This was talking about him playing without the ball and him making runs. The number is fifty eight on. Um, Let's see. What what's the name? Oh, progressive passes. So progressive passes, for those of you who don't know, 
I always forget the name of this, but progressive passes are passes that move the ball forward towards your uh, your attacking goal more than 10 yards and are completed, right? So you have to complete the pass. You can't just turn it over. Kylian Mbappe had 58, 18 more than any other player in the tournament, right? Like, that's insane. That's insane that Kylian Mbappe has all that. And then, let's see. I, I think I can pull this up. So, um, second player ever to score a hat trick in the World Cup final. Four World Cup final goals. Already has the most in World Cup final history. Uh, won the golden boot. Became the first player to score eight goals since Brazilian Ronaldo did it for Brazil in 2002. Um, he's the fifth player to score in multiple World Cup finals. He's 23. I'm just, it's it's insane. He's breaking the record now. One hundred. Not not only is he is he breaking closest record. By the time he's done, it won't even be close. So <laughs> he's so he's getting over twenty. Yeah, I mean he's twenty. The dude's twenty three. He can play. What Ronaldo was thirty seven. Yeah, so he's playing twenty seven. Is the next one? <laughs> so he can Th- so thirty one, thirty five. Technically, played another four World Cups and potentially thirty nine. We'll see. You know, you have to. That's a we're, different we're, level. We're giving him three. That's we're giving him three. So twenty seven, thirty one, thirty five. His minimum amount of goals, which has been four, four. Do quick math on that. Four that'll times break, three is twelve. That'll break closest record. That'll put you at twenty four. That's incredible. That's eight more goals than Klotza. Yeah. So it, it's just right, insane. Who's, so who's who's the who's the record breaking uh, signing for a European club from this World Cup? Or not record breaking? Who's who's the who's the young kid that gets signed for a, a boatload of money from this? Uh, Eno Fernandez for at well, Ar- for Argentina. Young and player then, of the year or young, then, young player of the World Cup. And I'd like to introduce Kulumani. I mean, that dude was subbed in in the semis. Impact. Subbed in in the finals. Impact. You know what I mean? Like, he scored a goal in the semifinal. He came in in the final and completely changed France's attack. I think he is is one of the more slept on stories coming out of this World Cup because he didn't really play any other games besides the semi and the final. Right. So for him, so he played the final group stage game because that was the game that Mbappe and just about everyone else sat. They lost 1-0 to... Tunisia. Tunisia. And um, so that was the only game he played. And he didn't play with the... Not even it wasn't even the full complement of starters because France was so injured, and then they had the flu in the final. Um, bro, that kid's impact in two of the most pressure-packed situations. And can you look up his age for me? What what's his age? So, uh, just to talk about Messi, since we didn't spotlight him, obviously Messi is is 
<laughs> probably the best player of the tournament, right? If it's not him, it's Mbappe, and you just pick your pick your poison. I'm going with Mbappe. Uh, P- Messi scored too many penalty kicks. In it, not not that that's easy to do, but he scored more penalty kicks for his goals. So I'm going with Mbappe. So some He's, of the rep. Uh, Kulomani is 24, and is this year also spearheading Eintracht Frankfurt in the Champions League. Unreal, bro. Him and Mbappe, 24 and 23. Uh, That's insane that he's 24. Shuamini is also 23, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, You know, you have Lucas and Theo Hernandez. Benjamin Pavard is still pretty young. Yeah, and not not playing and didn't play. Dude, he started the the first game and um, Didier just went somewhere else. Last World Cup, the, the wonder kid. Dude, that goal he scored in the last World Cup, still one of my all-time favorite goals. Uh, uh, so, for me- go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, you know, you talk about Chuchamene, you talk about Jude Bellingham, you talk about Musala. I think the real winners of this tournament are the European giants who can now say, all right, we put these 21, 20, 22, 23, 24-year-old kids on the world stage in front of billions of people, and they shined, I have no problem sticking them in my starting 11 for a a Champions League final. Exactly. Uh, So let's get into some of the stats before we close the show. Uh, Some of the records that Lionel Messi broke on Sunday when he won the World Cup. So he has the most World Cups world cup games played at 26 he has the most world cup minutes played at 2314 most golden ball awards two most world cup goal contributions 21 most fifa player of the match awards in a single world cup five most goals in major tournaments world cup euros Copa america 26 he's also the only player to have scored in the oh, round yeah. round of 16, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the, and the final. final. Uh, nobody wants to talk about – everyone calls Cristiano Ronaldo, Penaldo. Nobody wants to talk about that for Messi. I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt how you want to, how you want to view it. It's still an incredibly difficult situation to score. Half, half of his goals were from penalties. Oh, I, I, meant, I meant to ask you this uh, earlier. So we remember like the backlash that came from England because they're uh, – African descended players miss the penalties. Fucking racist. I, I haven't heard a peep out of England after Harry Kane. I told there's you been, there's um, been nothing. Um, America's the only racist country in the world right. if you right. let Americans tell it because they're fucking right. idiots. All right, so a few other stats. The number is 69. I love these number articles. They always nice. they're always awesome. Uh, while it's still really difficult to truly quantify the value of midfield play, one of the closest indicators of an affected midfield player is the progressive pass, as I aforementioned earlier, right? Uh, um, the stats such as completed passes that move the ball towards the opponent goal at least 10 yards from its furthest point in the last six passes or any completed pass into the penalty area excludes passes from the defending 40% of the pitch. All right. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to be in the attacking 60% of the pitch, put the ball to the penalty into the area or give a ball that is goes at least 10 yards from the furthest point in the last six passes. So if there were six passes and one of them 10 yards from the furthest pass in that six pass thing at the 2022 world cup, would you like to guess 
who led the World Cup in progressive passes? Completed, not received, because Mbappe was received. Messi. Messi is a good choice. Messi had 10. He had 10 completed progressive passes just in the World Cup final. Okay. But no, this player had 12 more than any other player. Would you like to guess a second time? No, I would like for you to tell me. Croatia's 37-year-old Luka Modric. This this gives so much credence to Eric's argument about how absurd it was to say that Luka Modric was not one of the world's ever best midfielders. Well, you want Bellin Dor, right? Mo- That's exactly right. As a midfielder, Modric, you want fun fact. Do you know who led the 2018 World Cup in progressive passes? Luka Modric. Luka Modric. Uh, dude, it's ridiculous. Gave Lewandowski his Bellin Dor, goddammit. <laughs> he won the Golden Ball that year in the World Cup and then eventually won the Ballon d'Or that year. Messi's winning the Ballon d'Or this year. He always does. They look for any ways to give it. All right. So here speaks to your penalty situations in England, right? Right. Everyone thinks that England sucks at penalty kicks, right? Um, They were 11 for 11, right? They missed zero in game. They were 11 for 11. And until Harry Kane shot that 12-1. And... He was four for four at the World Cup and World Cup history at large. <laughs> the World Cup is cruel. Uh, Ronaldo, zero goals in the knockout stages um, in his World Cup history. It's going to go down like that. Um, 0.39. Do you, you, you want to guess what this 0.39 is for? Uh, amount of... Amount of characters typed per second when they thought Rashford was stepping up to take the penalty. (laughs) Well done. No, this is something that you harped on coming out of the group stage. It is fewest expected goals per game of any team. uh, Sorry, allowed the fewest expected goals of any team per game in the tournament. Uh, That's Brazil. That's Brazil. Brazil allowed 0.39 expected goals against their defense and still couldn't advance to the semifinals. Yeah. Um, 2,754, that's the number of passes that Spain either made square, which means it's just sideline to sideline, or backwards. That was, And they threw the round of 16. Obviously, they didn't advance past the round of 16. Morocco sent them home, but that... The next closest, no other team had more than 2,364 passes total. They had 420 more passes backwards or square than any other team had total. They scored zero goals against Morocco, right? Um, Let's see. I, I had another one. So Argentina... Uh, leaves the World Cup with the biggest cumulative expected goal differential of any team in the tournament. They produced an expected goal differential of plus 10.76. Through five games, Brazil are second with plus 10.03 mark. And then in third, you've got Germany with 6.74. 
it was almost staggering how what the, what the difference in goal differential between Brazil and their opponents were. In the Croatia game that you talked about, Brazil had an expected goals of 2.5 and Croatia had expected goals of 0.6. Soccer, soccer is brutal sometimes, man. All no. right. So give me your final verdict on the 2022 World Cup being held in Qatar in November. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. This is not the time of the year to hold the World Cup. You deprive the fans of seeing many, 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 many great players, not just the ones I was speaking about for France. Um, You degraded the quality of play because international teams didn't have the 45 to 60 days to train prior to the World Cup, so they weren't all on the same page. Um, And... Honestly, I think a lot of that is, in my mind, puts a little asterisk next to Argentina. Like, what happens if this was played in the summer? Right? But this lends itself, and it's not Messi, it's not Argentina, it's not France, because France would have had the asterisk too, especially with the match fixing that you and I both suspect took place to get France and Argentina into this game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There was some shenanigans afoot. Um, but that it, it, it just lends itself to the complex the complexity of these world-type events. Um, instead of people treating it as a love letter to the sport for everyone and all to enjoy including the LGBTQ plus community, including the alcoholics of the rest of the Western countries. <laughs> um, you know, you put agendas, politics, greed ahead of all that. And, you know, that was back-to-back World Cups where you had the shenanigans afoot. 2018 in Russia should not have happened. 2022 in, in Qatar should not have happened. And that just lends it lends the importance of these games that much more, right? You aren't just playing for a trophy. You are playing for entire nations, for geopolitical power, for political expertise. You're, you're playing for influence, right? And that is why, as we discussed and debated earlier in this show, this final was that much bigger. This final, when it was all said and done, was able to eclipse the migrant workers and all the public backlash of that because it was that good. FIFA FIFA could not have landed more squarely on their feet. Yes, 100%. And, and that's what's so crazy about that game. For 120 plus minutes, you forgot about the politics of it all. You, for, you forgot about the migrant workers. You forgot about the bribery scandal. You forgot about the corruption. You forgot about the... Uh, you two, know, days, two days prior, no love armbands. Or no yeah, one love armbands. Two days prior, no beer. You forgot about the death of Grant Wall, which many suspect is foul play, which is pretty easy to give someone an aneurysm. If you look up the medicine behind it, right? Since we wanted to trust science when COVID was going on, let's trust it now, right? He had pre-existing conditions. And so 
this is that one game that 120 minutes plus was able to eclipse all that and that that in itself is the love letter to soccer that is the love letter to competition that is the love letter to unity and love itself that's how brilliant this game was so with that i don't think we can we can wrap it up any better follow us on instagram and twitter at podcast room 303 i've been your host jermaine cologne mendez this has been my co-host nicholas morhan and as always we have with us ulysses kane